It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey everyone. 511 has been just an incredible partner, and they've given me a promo code that you certainly should take advantage of. That is promo code CLINT, C-L-I-N-T, at checkout. You can use this code in one of their stores or at 511tactical.com. I wear their pants like every day, especially their brand new trail pant. These things are stretchy in every direction, yet sturdy enough so that I can still carry a concealed gun, put things in my pockets without worrying of it bulging. I mean, they're just a great all-around pant. You can wear them outside or you can dress them up for an evening date. But whatever it is you find in that store, make sure you use promo code CLINT. C-L-I-N-T for 20% off. Now, this isn't going to apply to some of the sale items, but you can use it in-store or online at 511tactical.com. I'm Clint Emerson, and welcome to Can You Survive This Podcast, where the interview is just as dangerous as the scenarios I put my guests through. From hostage situations to natural disasters, carjackings, active shooters, and more, if you're looking for the skills necessary to survive these situations, then this is the show for you. Hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Can You Survive This Podcast, where the interviews are dangerous, but the scenario we put our guests through is even more dangerous. Today, we have a badass rock star, Zoltan Bathory, on the show. He's a musician, a martial artist, a philanthropist. He's the founder and rhythm guitarist of Legendary and my favorite band, Five Finger Death Punch. Zoltan, thank you for coming on the show, man. It's good to absolutely, see you Absolutely, absolutely. Good to see you, too. It's been a, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, at least yeah, a couple yeah. of years. I think the last yeah. time I saw you was in Vegas, and you were living in the suburbs. It looks like now you're living in the city. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Did you move, or do you yeah, maintain yeah, both moved, places? You know, I have, a, I have a new house that I'm renovating, and in the meantime, I'm living in, a, you know, in the high-rise. Nice, man. Yeah. Looks good. And you're looking good. I appreciate you coming on the show, and we're going to dive right in. We start with the rapid fire. 
right. Are you ready? See, Here we I, go. I, I, I'm, I'm, I suck at these ones because I always <laughs> like, okay, I need more information. Give me all <laughs> the whole scenario. All right. Well, all right, well just, just hit it. <laughs> you'll be able to, uh, add, what we'll do is we'll go through it. And then okay. at the end, I'll come circle back around and you kind of give me the answer, your why. You give the why. All right. All right. All right here we go. On stage or on the mat? Ooh. Um, well, on stage, I guess. <laughs> on stage. All right. At home or on the road? On the road. Oh, yeah. Booty or boobies? Hmm. Well, you know, like that's a boat, but. Then I'm going to go with booties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with booties. You know, I've seen your garage, but uh, so I got to ask Ferrari or Lambo? Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Downtown or the suburbs? Downtown. Uh, recording or touring? Ooh, it's a boat, but let's go touring. Touring, yeah. Uh, judo or jujitsu? Well, that's I can't. You know, it's, it's a boat. I can't. You know, boat crowd will give me me crap if I say any. But jujitsu, actually, I mean, I, I'm doing jujitsu mainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Grace Gracie or Tonka? Well, that's gonna go Grace Gracie. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to get your ass kicked, <laughs> you're putting me in danger already. <laughs> yeah, Tonka can't uh, understand if I said something else. So you know what I mean. Yeah, oh no, I know. And that's that leads to the next one. Ask for permission or ask for forgiveness? Forgiveness, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the last one, I think you get this one all the time. Uh, fame or fortune? Hmm, fortune. Yeah, that's what I'd pick too. All right, going back to the top. I gave you the choice on stage or on mat. Um, just for background folks, he is a rock star. He's on the stage, but he's also a black belt in jujitsu and competes. And so that refers to on the mat you picked on the stage. I'm sure that's, I don't know. Is that an easy one for you picking the stage? Well, it's it, yes, because that's obviously that's my priority. You know, it's, it's the, the idea of like, I would be a career fighter at this point is, you know, it's in the past. Right. So, yeah. so obviously this is what I do. Um, I'm a musician full time and, you know, I don't like to use the, the word hobby because I take martial arts extremely seriously. And yeah. in fact, in fact, it's kind of a cornerstone of my life. I would, I would not be in a position in life. I wouldn't be successful if I wasn't a martial artist, in my opinion. I started martial arts before I started music. So, you know, so that, that was always something that I saw through the world through these um sort of the goggles of a martial artist you know mm -hmm. and and that sort of established a personality and i think that kind of got me here but you know music is is what i do mainly and 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 i feel like you know the difference between martial arts and music that one of them is you know on, a, on the end of the day martial arts becomes a very um it's a it's it's tied to this physical world we exist in you know, because we're using our bodies to to do martial arts, right? Even though you know uh, the whole idea is that it's extremely cerebral, it's it's very you know very much, especially Gigi is very mental, but um, but it's still executed with your body. With music, even though I'm executing as a musician, I feel like you know everything is a vibration. Everything is this whole universe is is a, is a, a you know 
um, vibration and harmonies and how they relate to each other, right? And so being a musician, it's almost like you're manipulating the source code, you know, of that, of existence, you know? So that's yeah. just more serious in some way for me. Yeah, I like that, man. And I like, yeah, you, it's like checkers for the, or I mean, chess of the mind, you know, both right. jujitsu and music, you know, it's not something that just is, it's just, it's not easy and it's not something everybody can do. So you're pulling off both at a very successful level. And that's awesome. And for those of you who don't know, like Zoltan, like donated a, a more than a day, a day of his time to contribute like 10 skills to combat edition, which was awesome. And uh, you can really find out, you know, how badass he is uh, just in those 10 skills. Um, at home or on the road? You picked on the road. Yes. I, I like I like the motion, you know. If yeah. you know, for you, same thing. First, first rule of combat, right? <laughs> Keep moving. Yeah. But you know, it's I, I like traveling. You know, it's 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 to me the whole idea is that I'm a nomad. I'm I'm a Han. I'm literally Hungarian. You know, I, it's like we are nomads, and 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 I guess it's almost like genetically embedded in us that you keep moving, and you know, and you find resources as you go. And um, for me, that the motion, I like, I like the fact that I'm exploring. I'm, you know, I'm the explorer type. You know, I'm the guy who, you know, if if you put me back in the 15th century, 16th century, I would get on a boat and let's go, and be not sure where he's going and not sure that we ever arrive, but I will go. You know, yeah. I'm I'm a perfect astronaut candidate. You know, I'll, I'll get <laughs> on the the ship. I'm let's go. So to me, I'm that's that's always, you know, that's why I picked that. Even though, you know, at the moments, it's good to have a place that you, you know, it's, you find your serenity. This is your, you know, this is your yeah. spot. But but for me, being on the road, being in motion, being in constantly, being in this explorer mode and seeing new things, and it's more interesting, you know. it's yeah, I, I think that's the purpose we hear anyway, you know, to, to see more, to explore more. Yeah. See, learn, always learning. I, I, I look at it kind of the same. I look at home as that's the, that's where you reset for the next. Just trip. recharge. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's your recharge. Yeah. Yeah. You plug in and then let's go again. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, next question, of course, I've got to, I always got to throw in my twist booty versus boobies. Um, of course I threw that at you because, uh, you do post a lot of, uh, Grace's uh, booty from time to time. <laughs> yeah, she's not. Uh, she, she's not really that happy about it. I always joke with her, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of a uh, you know, like not to get scientific about it, you know. But <laughs> but, but you know, if I, I I like I like women with muscular bodies, you know, it's yeah. that somebody that can throw down. Somebody's you know, like I always see seen my own life that way. That if I have a pair. It would be somebody that if the end of the world is coming, this is a woman I want next to me. She's going to fight to the death with me, you know? Yeah. And so it's, I always, that's kind of what I'm, you know, what I'm looking at. And I guess that the, the reason I, I guess I, I gravitated booties and legs and, you know, it's about that structure of a, of a person, you know? Yeah. That's kind yeah. of what I'm attracted to, a, 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 a woman that is strong and, you know, and um, most of my, even my exes usually were, you know, pretty um, <laughs> dangerous characters, you know, <laughs> you want to mess with them. And I, I, I just like that whole thing that, you know, I don't have to feel, um, I don't have to feel like 
she's depending on me or her safety is completely depending on me. You know, I, I, I like that feeling that she's on her own person and, and she can defend herself. She can fight. She's a, a muscular, strong, you know, serious endurance. I mean, like, in fact, I would like to go to the gym with her because it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's yeah. an animal, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and there's, there's something about that. Like if, if it, it's not like it happens to us, but imagine somebody in a, a bar, not that we go to a bar, but somebody like stabbed to us. Right. And I would have to be like, look, dude, I, I'm not going to fight you. If you go through her, then maybe, <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> unlikely that you will, you know? So that I yeah. like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She'll kick your ass. And for those of you who don't know, she's like, uh, she's like jujitsu royalty. So, uh, right. yeah, beware. Right. Um, Ferrari versus Lambo. Of course, I knew you'd pick Ferrari because, you know, you do post your uh, annual right. uh, cannonball run you guys do right, across right, right. the country yeah. or across Nevada. Um, I mean, I had yeah. I had both, you know. It's, it's like both of those cars are, are very special, obviously. You know, between the two, you know, the, the Ferrari I have has a turbo, so it behaves very differently from, from let's say, for, from the Lambo that was, you know, unnatural, you know um different animals but but i would say the ferrari is a little bit more precise you know yeah. it's, it's 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 you can you can tell the difference one of them is brute the lambo is a brute you know it's just power and it's a, just a brute car and then and and a, a ferrari would be more nuanced you know and you notice it actually if yeah. if anything if any complaints i would have ever would have about a ferrari is uh they you know like mine came with this carbon fiber i mean this carbon brake set right and it squeals like a dying pig all the time and there's nothing you can do about it because the carbon you know oh yeah and um and then and then and the brake performance is like i'm never sure what i'm gonna get because because it changes by how hot your brakes are you know mm -hmm. and it's actually reverse but when the brakes are hot it grabs more and so sometimes you just kind of want to slow down and it almost puts you through the windshield. It's like, holy shit, it just grabs that, you know? <laughs> so, but, you know, the, but the Ferrari, otherwise it's, you know, other than the braking system, I prefer on a Lambo. Other than that, the Ferrari is more precise and, and how the power curve and how, you know, how it moves, it's just more precise and, you know, and right now I'm in a Ferrari club. So, you know, but yeah, yeah. It, it's not impossible that I, at one point, maybe I go back to, you know, I'm looking at this new Lambo that just came out with, I think a couple of days ago. Oh yeah, um, I'll I'll check it out, you know. But you know, yeah. but right now it's like a four four eight eight. <laughs> yeah, that pista, the pistas are nice. I feel like Ferrari yeah. just has mastered every aspect of they're racing. You know, of their so cars, the technology right? is coming literally from racing versus yeah. you know versus versus from the lab. It's actually yeah. track. You know, now you know Lamborghini also have the trophies and they 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 race. You know, but yeah. but Ferrari has like a, a massive history. You know, at that point, you know, there's nothing to sneeze at. Lambo that's right you know what i mean it's, it's pretty close <laughs> they're sexy cars neither either one of them they're both sexy and yeah that new lambo has got like a thousand and one horsepower and yeah. three electric motors and v12 right. and that thing's that thing's beautiful too um downtown or the suburbs when i met you you're in the suburbs now you're downtown right. so yeah you kind of like mm -hmm. it huh yeah it's it's even that you know i lived in I lived downtown. I lived in a skyscraper before, before I before I got that house, you know. Yeah. And I literally got that house because because of the dog, you know. My 
my girl has a a big ass pit bull, so you know. <laughs> so I didn't wanna I didn't wanna have it in the apartment, so I got a house because of the dog. So it's Tonka is the reason I got a house. I like the whole idea of concierge service, you know, and and because my lifestyle, I live on tour for, you know, months at the time, and you know, you don't have to worry about your house, your lawn, your pool, or you know, all the you know, all the stuff because you just lock your door and you're gone, right? Yeah. And uh, and the places I lived always had concierge service. So it's sort of like a hotel living. You roll up, they park your car. I call downstairs and say, okay, I need my car at this time and clean it up. And you know what I mean? Like, so the car shows up clean, ready to go. If, oh, if yeah. they, they would even fuel it if you wanted to. So I mean, I, so I kind of like, I'm, a, I'm really utilitarian, you know? To me, it's these are things that, that's a noise of life that has to deal, I have to deal with, right? So anything that is not creative or I'm not excited about, that's just a noise, right? But but you have to, you know, you have to go to grocery shopping, right? I'm not yeah. really interested in that, but I have to do it, right? So 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 high-rise living is minimizing that noise for me. Yeah, that's I like the way right. you look at it, man. It allows you to concentrate on the things that you appreciate, love, and passionate right. for. Let everything else get done some other way, right? I mean, right. That's, if I could, I would too. Hell. Um Okay, recording or touring, and of course, yeah, being on the road and being on the stage. Yeah, because it's connects to that you know that nomadic lifestyle of just yeah. going, going, going. But you know, I do love recording though, you know, because that's the creation. You know, we can we can't tour if we didn't create first. So these two is really connected to each other. You know, I can be touring without recording music that I tour on. So, so both of them has its time. I I love both actually. It's it's really fun recording. I I love it. But when, you know, when it comes to the road, then again, I got to play the music. I got to meet a lot of people, you know, and, and that constant stimulation that I'm on the road and it's, we are on a move. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I could, uh, I think I, I kind of compare, compare it to deployments where, you know, we, that's our second family. Right. right. And they almost kind of become your primary family because you're right. on the road so much. So it's, it's a tough choice. Like, you know, basically being home training uh, or deploying. Um, but deployment is where you get to test your skills and that's where you get to put them to right. work. And of course, that's what you're getting paid to do. So you, you tend to choose deployment over training, which is kind of right. equivalent to you know recording well, versus touring. Th there's another aspect of it, if you think about it, because you you lived it, so so you're going to know and everybody listens and, and you know, it was either in a band or in a group scenario, a football team or, you know, military yeah. band, right? There's a pack mentality, you know? Yeah. When the pack is on the move, there is such something so powerful about it, you know? And so that's actually what you kind of end up missing. You come home from deployment or you come home from the road or, you know, or the football season ends and now you're sitting yeah. home. That downtime, what you start missing first is really that, the pack. You know, like we are a crew and we all depend on each other, you know. Um, obviously, in a touring scenario, my life is not necessarily depending on another guy like for, for you it would be, right? But yeah. still, it's pretty tight. You know, my, you know, my guitar tech and my, you know, my sound guy and all these guys are there to make this show happen. So it's not just the five guys on stage. There's another hundred that make it, you know, possible that there's a, there's a show. So, you know, and we are really, we're really close with our crew. 
you know this is our crew and so when when the camp is moving it's like a you know it's a it's a militant traveling circus you know in some yeah. way that's the you know and that vibe of like we all in this together that that that's the mentality and that's the that's the thing probably you would miss too because you, oh, yeah. you're, you're you know your battle you know battle buddies and you know oh, yeah. are you know especially for you guys you, you you really when some you know when your life is depending on another guy Right. Yeah. That that oh, bond, yeah. you know, I don't think people can understand that really civilians, like what that means when, you know, <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's a connection. No, to this day, I mean, I've been retired now for a little while and I miss it every day hanging with the guys. I mean, that's the best part. Um, judo versus jujitsu. And I knew that was kind of a, you know, right. crappy question to ask you because <laughs> well, both of them two, are very important yeah. to you. Right, those two connect. You know, at, at yeah. one point, judo and jiu-jitsu was one thing. You know, and and it just happened so that it happened so that it separated the, by the history of you know, of of the two. You know, at one point, jiu-jitsu was even illegal to teach in in, in Japan. But you know, it was separated. Jigoro Kano basically created the the easy way, but which became judo. So a lot of you know, a lot of brutal techniques were taken out from you know, from um from about the from judo basically they were more jiu-jitsu techniques right and the reason for that so you can train it without the least amount of injuries and you know it became that's why it's called the, the easy way right and mm-hmm. and then eventually it became a, an olympic sport and more and more it started to concentrate on um throws right so that the nawaza which is a grand fighting part of judo start to kind of disappear because you know it's more spectacular you know people are competing you know Two guys in a in a ground fight, ground fighting scenario can a lot of things can happen of where somebody who's not privy to the martial arts or, or this particular martial arts wouldn't really understand that a lot going on. You just don't see it. Yeah. And so, and so when you look at judo, it's it's it became an Olympic sport. Number one, it was important for the Olympic Committee. Obviously, that it's very it's very different from say, wrestling. Right, so yeah. there is a there is also there is a marketing aspect to that, because if wrestling and judo would be very close to each other, then why there are both, right? So judo started concentrating more on more on the throws because it looks good. It's more you know it's more visual and um and it's way more different from all the other martial arts and especially from the Olympic martial arts. I think that's why jiu-jitsu is not becoming a, an Olympic sport. Because it's too close to judo, and judo right. is already in there, you know. So that's why judo sort of became more of the throws, and 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 jiu-jitsu just happened so that that it became extremely sophisticated on the ground. So now the two start to sort of you know create this fork and separate from each other. But to me, somebody who does both is 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 a very dangerous grappler because no now doubt about both, it, you know, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I always tell people like judo, the beauty of it is if you do a throw correctly, you don't need to go to the ground, like the ground becomes right. your fighting partner, right? You put right. somebody on the ground hard enough, right. the fight's over. <laughs> right. And I experienced this because I compete and, and most of, uh, especially where, where I compete, I, I compete black belt, you know, heavyweights, super heavyweight. Um, these guys are. You know, serious competitors, and 
we all kind of know each other. There are, you know, libraries of your fights. So I can look up anybody and see what they have been doing in the past. You know, for you to become a black belt is probably at least 10 years, you know? Yeah. So that means if you're competing, there are going to be some history, maybe even from, if maybe from your black belt, you know, competitions, but maybe even before that. So there is always a library that you can look up, you know, somebody, what they have been doing in the past. And, and so people research each other, you know, and, and, and so they know that I'm a, I came from judo. They know that I'm a judo black belt. So, so I experienced it all the time that not many people understand with me. So they will figure out a way that pull guard as quick as possible, go to the ground as quick as possible. So they don't get thrown because if you get thrown, it's, um, I am going to execute throws that already put me in an advantageous position. Mm -hmm. So, that, so, so now, you know, my old judo guys are always talking crap to me. Like what happened to your judo? I was the guy who would toe bump a little bit. I would make sure that a, a throw is nice. And you know, it's, it's all the way you scraping the ceiling. Yeah. And then, and then once, but when you in a different environment, obviously the, the rules will dictate the behavior. So, so in, 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 in judo, if I throw you really nicely, it's over. It's basically a KO. It's a Nippon. It's you're done. Right. Yeah. In, in Jiu Jitsu, that's where it starts. I threw you, then I got two points for that, but now we're on the ground fighting. So I have to arrive, you know, uh, into a advantageous, advantageous position, hopefully side control. And so I have to take out some throws. I'm not using some throws that would land me somewhere else. And I also don't bump it. The more inertia the body has and I'm slamming somebody, it's a possibility that I also over-rotate. Judo, it wouldn't be a problem because it's okay. Well, I, I won anyway. In Jiu-Jitsu, if I over-rotate, now the other guy is on top. Right. And now he's in a better position. See? So I had to kind of modify my Judo to Jiu-Jitsu. But, but the two together, I think, is that, that yeah. That's lethal. Yeah, it's a yeah. lethal combination. And I remember when we were uh, going through some of your skills, um, it stood out when you said, it's, you know, if I do it right, it's Zoltan Airlines because they're going to go right. flying. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. Um I gave you a tough one. It wasn't tough. It should be an easy choice. It's uh, the girlfriend or the dog, Grace Gracie or uh, Tonka. <laughs> of course, well, you got to pick know, the right one. Like, uh, there's, there's, you know, one of them speaks English. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a good but, answer. But, you know, but obviously, like, you know, like the, the, I, I love the dog. It's, it's, it's her baby. You know, she delivered that dog. And I kind of, um, we are friends now, but originally we were not. Uh, the dog was <laughs> extremely jealous of me, you know, Oh wow. to the point where, where, and it's, you know, it's a hundred pound pit bull. So he, he, he's no joke. Now, now he's an old man. He's 14 years old now. So he's, 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 you know, limping around and he's, he's old. So we keep him in a, in a stroller drive, you know, pushing him everywhere because he can have a hard time walking his arthritis now. But, um, That's but when he stroller. was, you know, but when we got together, the dog would sneak up on her when she was on the phone with me and, you know, kind of pretended that he wanted to, wanted to cuddle with her and then grab the phone and run with the phone. Like, because <laughs> he heard my voice and he would just, just, oh, wow. you know, just bolt with the phone. And, and every time, and he would, you know, he would sit around in the house. Um, if she left the room, 
like you could immediately hear Ennio Morricone, one of those, you know, Western movies, you know, one of those spaghetti, spaghetti Westerns or whatever, the music, ding, 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 ding. we were looking at each other, like, who's going to go first, right? <laughs> it's like, and, and, you know, and it's maybe sound funny, but I was literally for a while, I was walking around with my pajama, pajama at home and my gun on me. Because just in case, the, I mean, like he's a hundred pound pit bull and he doesn't like it. Right? Oh boy. Because yeah. he, 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 you know, like I'm the guy that's coming in between him and mommy, you know? And so right. he, he was not happy. It took him about a year and a half, two years to sort of like, okay, you're cool. You know? And now he, he comes to me when mommy doesn't let him do something or <laughs> he wants cookies and it's like, he comes and, you know, start, yeah, Hey bro, yeah. you know, like he, he, he's head bumping me, but so now you like have your friends. Just, I love the dog, but you know, but it's, that's of course, it's, it's not a choice. I mean, <laughs> I have to pick. Then the girl stays. You make a decision, you get the inheritance with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, family versus, or I'm sorry, fame versus fortune. You pick fortune. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because if, it's, imagine that if you had fame, right? Yeah, and you were broke. It means like now everybody knows you and everybody knows that you're broke. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's not really a good proposition. You know? Well, like, here's the thing. It's, uh, we, we have to play by these rules. At least we are alive on this planet, right? So, so you know, regardless what my opinion may be about money and the monetary system and how the whole thing works, and, you know, uh, I, I have my opinion about it, but, but we all playing the same game right we're only playing the game of monopoly so at this point it's, it's you can't you can't disassociate from a monetary system where the people who have the guns right can be bought with that money that means you lose because ultimately if you have money and i have a gun i win right yeah but if i bought into the system then if you have the money and you pay me to do something and i have a gun then you win, right? right. So, right. so, so basically, we we both we we live life in this in this in this monopoly, you know, paper money sort of world, and uh, you can't you can't you can't step out of it because the guns, the the force, the power is bought by the the same currency. It, it, it's accepted, right? This right. only would go away if it's there is a total chaos. Then it would change, but but before that no and so you know so so basically money at this point uh, translates to labor right that means labor can be bought mm -hmm. right so yeah. if labor can be bought then then fame will get you nowhere really uh, unless you if you look at fame you would have to you know somehow capitalize on fame and turn it into fortune so when you have a choice fame or fortune right the fortune is already fortune. Fame on its own not going to do much for you unless you somehow manage to turn it into fortune. Because we live in this, you know, yeah, this paper money monopoly system. So that to me, this is this is a no brainer that I will pick <laughs> fortune. Yeah, no, and that's a really intelligent answer. And you know, a lot of people that the way I see it is, if you would have picked fame, that just has nothing but ego written all over right. it. You know, right. you just and want people you have to stroking again. If you let's say you say you're the most famous person in the world, what do you have to do now? You have to write books or engagements, or you have to do something that will turn that fame into fortune. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah. then, you know, so then, then basically I'm, I'm going to take out the, the, the one step. Let's just go to the, just get to a, a fortune <laughs> then, you know? Yeah, and no, you've this, done this it. energy. Like, look, it's, it's, it's really what that is. Uh, the best translation it's, it's, it's energy because it can buy labor. It can buy right. labor. It can buy machinery. It can buy safety. It can buy the, the, the man with the gun. It, so, you know what I mean? So basically that means that, that it can be directly transformed into food, safety, everything, shelter. life support, everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a great segue. You came, you came to the United States. I remember you telling me, you know, you had basically your guitar over your shoulder and mm -hmm. a couple of bucks in your, uh, yeah. in your, in your wallet to New York. And yes. you, you didn't speak a word of English at the time, right? True story. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah. now look at you. So kind of walk us through, you know, you show up to America. How, right. What'd you do? How'd you get by? Hey, don't go anywhere. More with Zoltan, the rock star, jujitsu black belt after the break. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So kind of walk us through, you know, you show up to America. How, right. What'd you do? How'd you get by? Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up in a communist country that was still communist at the time. And, and you know, that and martial arts, my, my mindset of being a martial artist and, and, and on one hand and the other being sort of a, a natural rebel, not accepting my, my fate, so to speak treated this 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 i guess the perfect environment for me that i can become who i became and um one of them well martial arts is i started judo when i was about nine if it, really quickly it, it rewires you it rewires your mind it rewires how you think and and especially if you love martial arts if you love that the, the, the scenario i love that that combat that that vibe i don't i don't get the adrenaline dump you know, when I, that's why the same thing for me, go out on stage or go out on a mat. I'm calm as hell. I, I laugh. People always make a point of it. Like, dude, you're laughing all the way while you're fighting. I'm like, because it's fun. You know, yeah. so I, I like a good fight. So it's kind of like, so, and then same in stage. I don't care that if there's a hundred thousand people, I don't, the song will go the same way. The execution of what I have to do is the same if there's a witness or there isn't. You know, so that's kind of how I look at it. In fact, there's more people than there's a reciprocation of energy. So there, it's even better for me. And, um, but back to the martial arts for a second, that sort of your mind starts to understand that, that, and it comes from the combat part of martial arts that, okay, I'm going to have to fight this guy. And um, there's no running away. There's nobody that can help you. So you start to develop these, these blocks of, 
of 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 personalities of of this is going to happen right now i can't brush it under the carpet right so you 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 start not being a procrastinator because you have to deal with the whatever has to be dealt with right there on that moment uh, nobody can help you you have to be self reliant and every position you have to look at it like well i have to win some way so now i have to be you know critical thinking and 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 um and even though if you know the techniques you ha- still have to be creative how you using them how you changing them so you have to and so your mind and your body working in tandem how to figure out the scenario it's not even an option for me to tap out unless i'm really caught but then it, that also teaches you something like there is a moment of humility like you lost live have another day to fight you know Mm-hmm. you know so so that also creates that situation where you you kind of leave that the ego at the door so that built that personality then later in life when i looked at my circumstances i'm living in a communist country and, and i'm not going to accept this position the same way how in martial arts i'm not going to accept a, a, an unfavorable position because that's where your trouble starts something that looks like a low thing like yeah it's not exactly a good position for me but you know let's just you know that's right there now you're chasing now you're behind a curve now you accepted something that's you know and then you translate that into life you translate that into relationships or whatever you do you know you accept a relationship that that's just okay you know and then you're going to stuck in that relationship or you're going to accept a job that that's just okay but it's not what you really wanted to do and then it will it will just kill your dreams right yeah so all those elements those all those are those elements are all present in martial arts in the way of thinking while you are fighting i right? don't accept the position and um every single battle that you have is winnable some way and your job is to figure out what way you can win this right if you caught in a bad position what are you going to do you you're going to figure out how to fight your way out of it right and then take that into real life shit happens right what you're going to do throw your hands in the air or you're going to go okay i'm going to figure this out and then when you start to get good at it even when a situation is bad or seemingly bad now you are looking at the angle like okay well it looks bad but how do you tra- turn this around that it's still not just i fight my way out but actually i'm going to use this seemingly bad position to reverse it and make it into my advantage that's when you start to be mar- masterful with martial arts man you look at you know every single situation that way now if bring it over to real life and out of a sudden you have you know you got a personality that is 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 equipped to deal with everything right and i kind of developed that very early in my life because i started when i was 9 years old so all the way through my you know i finished my college in in hungary and the communism was crumbling in that time but you know my teenage years i was i was that rebel and my parents were deathly scared because you know it's um in america for now it's it's an alien concept but if you guys not watching it it's not going to be an alien concept we couldn't just say whatever we wanted to say you know so when i was saying like we're going to grow up and burn this shit to the ground my parents were deathly afraid that they're going to get picked up and go to jail or disappear that was that was a possibility you know oh, you, wow, did, you yeah. didn't have a constitution we didn't have a freedom of speech you, i remember being a kid and watching a, a um a demonstration a strike in america and you know and communist system all day long communist propaganda right they were really happy about it and they were telling us with really pride like look america is crumbling 
the the proletariat, <laughs> you know, the, the workers waking up and then they're gonna take down the bourgeois and take down the system and look, communism is winning, right? And I'm sitting watching this on on, on a little black and white TV on that one channel that exists in my country at the time, right? And I look yeah. at my dad and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm like seven years old. Right? I'm like, so in America, you can go to this, you can go on the streets with signs and scream and yell that you're not happy with the system and nobody shoots you. And my dad was like, just looked at me for a second, like, I'm pretty sure that was not the intention of the propaganda. But that's, I read between the lines, you know, and like, okay, I yeah. need to get the hell out of here. That's, I need to go there, over there. So pretty much since I was seven years old, I was, I'm getting the fuck out of here, you know, that was mm-hmm. my life goal. And, and so it was to me, martial arts and study. I know people don't like to go to school. Man, I went to school and after school, I, I elected to go to another school and another school. So my day was from seven in the morning to midnight booked every day because I understood that. I have to be faster, smarter, stronger than everyone around me to get out of here. And it's mm. not just that it's not just the idea that I don't have to outrun the bear, I have to outrun you. And there's a little bit of that. But but I understood that that's the only way. I'm I'm competing against the West that has the resources and everything is available. And and we are just sort of getting by and we are, you know, we are like that that low hungry kid looking into the restaurant when the, the you know the, the rich people are eating and so we were that we were completely aware of american culture and what what's happening in the world and american history and you know we were highly educated but we were not part of it and that was the crazy stuff so you know i always thought that i'm going to go to america and this is what i'm going to do i'm going to be a rock musician this this is going to be my life and people would laugh at me it's just not possible. We don't have passports. You can't go to another country, you know, other than, unless we go with a tank. You know, that's the only way to get out of my country if you attack another one. So there's a minefield <laughs> on, the, on the border and a trigger-happy border patrol that's really bored and will absolutely shoot you if you're trying to, you know, escape. Because communism was so good that they wanted to, you know, make sure that you stay in there, yeah, in the good, yeah. in, the, in the good, you know? Of course. <laughs> right? So, you know, so that was, that was my upbringing. And in a second I could, I finished my college there. And in the second, we, and communism was also collapsing at the same time. We were that age of, of, you know, being that, um, the both the, the reason and the, and the witnesses of it. And then I came to America with a guitar, a couple of hundred bucks, a bag of clothes and didn't speak English. And that was my start. Like, all right, now. And you know, so the stats, so that's why I always gonna be uh, you know, these days it's a little bit difficult because you know, because I feel like um patriotism is 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 being massively misunderstood misunderstood what that is. And and so and you can't stop and explain to everyone when 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 somebody takes a symbol and change the meaning of a symbol or a, a, a word, you know, because that's the game we play these days, right? Let's change the meaning of words. So, yeah. so now patriotism and the, and the American flag is 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 purposely manipulated to mean something else than what it really means. You know, I'm me an outsider. I can tell you what it means and what it meant when we were in a communist country. You know, this was one of these aspects of unfortunate of this flag is is gone. You knew this, right? Number one, we didn't hate America. That's bullshit. You know, it doesn't matter what the press or whatever they were trying to create. In fact, we were aware and 
and uh, and I think this is the, the 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 case today, even with countries that are adversary to us, that they love American culture, they watch American you know movies and and you know and listen to American music and and um and admire the the, the foundation of, of what this country is supposed to be, but maybe the leadership is you know have a different opinion, but the people themselves. Right. I can guarantee yeah. that the Iranian people don't hate Americans. Uh, you know, that's just not right. First, uh, we have a lot of fans from Iran and they're telling us that. So, but so it's the same thing. I was growing up and we were aware of American cultures, but culture and, and, and the history, we were really well educated about. So when it came to America, I know your history probably better than most people here. Right. And, uh, and so the American flag always meant that wherever that flag is, if it's on a boat, if it's in a building, don't fuck with it because yeah. Americans will come and will defend that flag. They will, if you burn that flag, they will defend the idea of the flag. They will take revenge and they will keep coming until they win. That's <laughs> yeah, what that you're true. dealing with. Right. True story. So if you want to, if you, and you know, see same thing, like if you were a kidnapper, right. If, if you decided like, I'm going to be a, you know, the T word now, right. I'm going to be a terrorist and I'm going to kidnap somebody. You don't want to kidnap Americans, you know, then guys like you will show up and you will keep coming and right. you will keep coming until you win. And and even if I, you know, and and what's going to happen, even if we eliminated, let's say, the, the, the hostages, this 100% I'm signing my death sentence and everyone I know and everybody in the two miles radius will be that because that's what's going to happen. So there was that, you know, and that was respected. This is slipping away now. You know, there was respect. If you're an American citizen, America will absolutely defend you and will go through hell to get you out of wherever you are. You know, there was that, and there was this understanding that you do have a freedom of speech. There is a constitution that 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 protects you. Like that was un impossible for me to disagree with my government and even sue the government or argue with my government in a totalitarian communist government. It just disappeared. You know. And that's not a joke. Like you just disappear. That's not. And if mm. you if if your neighbor asks questions, he will disappear too. So you know. And so that was reality. And 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 that's the that's the that's a crazy loophole of 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 the you know the First Amendment. That freedom of speech allows you to even attack freedom of speech itself. You know. Yeah. And you would say like, who's dumb enough to do that? And it's like, well, somebody's like, hold my beer. You know, so that's where we are, right? Um, but, you know, I came to this country because of that. I came to this country and I always going to be, you know, and when I started this little thing with, like, it's, it's difficult now when I say I'm always going to be a patriot. I'm always going to be somebody who's going to say I came here because of that constitution and because of what this country was founded on up until this country, you know, and even beyond. But think about it. If, if, if we extend or, you know, or human history, we used to say five, six thousand years civilization. We would start somewhere with the Sumerians, but it's probably like eight, ten thousand years of history, at least. But what we are aware of, you know, scientifically, I'm pretty sure there were other civilizations before, but there is no hard evidence. But you know, but I, I, I think so. But yeah. let's say this particular, you know, this particular continuation of this particular run of the evolution, let's say eight, ten, eight thousand years, ten thousand years, maybe, right? And literally, this 
what is it, 275 years right now? I think so, 275, right? Very new. So, yes, yeah, so, so, so we, yeah, so, the, so this country is 275 years old, or at least the constitution, right? So, the, this is, if you think about it, that's nothing in this 10,000 years. And in right. this 10,000 years, so the majority of this time was dictators, kings, sultans, and, you know, and, 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 and monarchs, basically, in charge. There was no freedom, you know, in, in, and there was an absolute power. So this was a, this, this country is a pause in that flow of time, right? And it's, it's really dangerous and kind of insane to, to, to mess with this because look, the Roman Empire stood like for a thousand years, right? And there were other, the Ottoman Empire, I think six, seven hundred, you know, so there, there are, there were these massive empires that were seemingly undestructible. And they lived for, you know, three, four times longer than the United States is existing. And then they just collapse and disappear. Right? Yeah. And, you know, so if, if this slips, the very reason I came here, this to this country to, to, to live here, right? If this slips, you know, it's, then it's done. It's over. If this, if this disappears, um, then it's really, that was, that's it. It was just a, a momentary, you know, momentary freedom yeah. for a little bit. In the 8,000 years, 10,000 is whatever history, there was a couple of hundred years we were free, and then boom, we are back into dictatorship, right? And then, you know, the, 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 when you look at history, it's also not fact, you know. The, the winners write the books. We actually don't know our history because the winners wrote the book. So, is That's it possible true. that if, if we screw this up, a hundred years from now, two hundred years from now. I mean, like this is happening right now. Books are being taken out of education. Books are being, you know, sort of destroyed and 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 um, even banned, right? So, would that be possible that that these two hundred seventy-five years will be erased from the history books? Yeah, most likely, mm -hmm. right? I, I remember a time where we had a, a revolution in nineteen fifty-six in Hungary where where the, the Hungarians rose up and they tried to overthrow the government, the communist government, they tried to push the Russians out of the country. And of course, they were, you know, they lost and it was beaten down. And I don't want to dive into the geopolitical reasons and, and the secret deals that were made and why that happened. But, you know, it was a, it was a, 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 a difficult time. And like later on, when I was in school, I remember in history class, one of my classmates said that, yeah, you know, the 1956 revolution, and they threw him out of school because you had to say anti-revolution. No, because they yeah. said, you know, communism is the revolution. And so if you say that there was a revolution against revolution, that's not co correct. So they literally threw him out of school because, Crazy. oh my God, you know, so, so words were, you know, that important. Concepts were that important. And, um, so is it possible that they would delete history? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is this is a this is a crucial time, and it's very important. I think that you know people pay attention. Yeah, of, I couldn't of, agree of more. What's happening? You've got it. You definitely have an awesome and interesting perspective, and I love hearing it from you because you know you came to America for certain reasons, and a great point you made that I think all Americans should kind of remember is one: we pledge our allegiance to a flag, not a person. 
right. especially these 70 plus year old idiots that somehow end up the president of the United States. <laughs> but, um, mm. you know, we pledge our allegiance to a flag, not to people or, a, you know, an organization. Um, so I, I, I love the fact that you kind of brought that up and the fact that you were driven, you know, to America for those same reasons, you know, freedom, right. freedom, freedom, which you're right. You know, there's people infringing on it right here in our own country. And it's unfortunate right. that, you know, we keep sliding in that way because before you know it, there won't be any freedoms at all. Right. Um, but when you came, you know, with that limited cash flow, uh, and, and a dream, um, how did you bring the dream to life? I remember you telling me specifically that I asked you, I think, Five Finger Death Punch. How'd you come up with a band name? And you, I think you said you were sitting and you guys, it was like martial arts. And I basically wrote it on a napkin and boom, it became the, but how'd you bring right. all that to life? So, so that's exactly what happened. I, I arrived to America. I have, I didn't speak English. I, um, I had hundred bucks and a guitar and a bag of clothes so that was my my initial you know starting point and yeah. you know landed in new york look the statue of liberty actually meant something to me that was an emotional moment for me you know like oh shit there it is you know so you know and 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 you know and the flag that you just mentioned that we we pledge allegiance to the flag but really it's more like it's an idea what that flag actually represents so i guess i i would say i pledge my uh, you know, allegiance to that idea, what it originally mm -hmm. represented. Unfortunately, as again, I'm not happy with the perversion of what people force it to mean, or you know, but the original idea of of stepping away from dictatorship that you know that permeated the, our history for thousands and thousands of years. And here's let's let's have a chance here, right? So I'm here, and I'm happy as you know as as I can be, and. Um, and I, the place I was staying, somebody left a book, Sawshank Redemption. That was a book by Stephen King. And yeah, I had book. a Hungarian English dictionary, and I was reading Sawshank Redemption word by word now and translating it. <laughs> I had no concept of, 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 of grammar at this point yet. So imagine that was a difficult. Oh, my read. God. That sounds like was, torture. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I have to I have to win. So I kept reading it i kept reading it and start to sort of put together the picture right and i was also watching there was a little black and white tv in my room um and it, but it had closed caption so i would run the closed caption so i can see the words and i can hear them pronounced so i can that way i could understand the pronunciations of, of certain words so that's hmm. kind of how i learned i taught myself to speak english and yeah it was really difficult at first because but also talent kind of came out of it because I got to the point where I could communicate with people. And later in life, I realized that I, I acquired a hidden talent with this because there was a moment where I was watching TV and, and I just didn't understand a word. And it literally scared me for a second, like, what's going on? I'm watching the TV and I can't understand a single word this person is saying, right? Yeah. And, and I thought I spoke English pretty okay by now. And so what happened, I was watching some news and the news anchors reading. They don't actually think about what they're reading. So you lose that body language connection to, uh, you know, to the words, to the word. what you're saying. Oh, right? yeah. And so, so I couldn't understand it. And I realized, like, I'm really just understanding every third or fourth word 
but I'm watching you and then feeling it up. So I'm understanding what you're saying. I'm, I'm either, you know, somewhat empathetically or telepathically or, or every way I can approach a person, you know, I can I try to understand where you are in life and what you're trying to tell me, right? So you have to be empath on empathy in some way. I have to be, you know, a, a, a mind reader and a body language reader in the same time because I had to fill in the words. If I get on a phone, I had to make these notes what I'm going to talk about. If you get off the subject, I was dead. I could, that's it. Because I, I can't, you know, I can't speak without, you know, seeing the body wow. language. So the phone was very difficult for me. But the talent came when, when somebody's lying to me or somebody's telling me something they don't quite understand, I know. And it needs to be that a shadow of that, I know. Because your body language does not match with what you're saying. Wow. And because I had to learn English that way, right? I, I became unknowingly, this is not something I planned on. Later in life, I realized that, that I can read your body language just as good I'm reading what you're saying. And when the two doesn't match, you know, Something that, that I know, that yeah. I know. So yeah, that's, so that's how I learned to speak English and, you know, and then inserted myself in society and, and, and then the race started, you know, the rat race, you, you know, I had, a, I had pretty good skills. I, I have design skills. I have a, a degree. You know, I have a degree in electronic, microelectronic engineering, and I had a, a, a art design, art and design degree, which from typography to you know graphic design to everything under you know, um, you either were learning um, psychology, mass psychology through design. There were classes like that. The, the easy way to explain it is if I, the most the simplest way is like if I draw an arrow on the wall right you're going to look in the direction or move into the direction of the arrow right that's the that's the simplest way that i can control a person with design right and um and of course there is there's a subtext to that like is it is it is it genetically inherited or is it learned through society what those signs mean like a stop sign is definitely learned you don't mm -hmm. know that genetically however because it's red that you know genetically because yeah. nature will tell you what not to touch by the color red, right? So usually poisonous animals have red on them, right? So And so the science of that, a combination of that, of how to, when you make it extremely sophisticated, that how do I achieve, how do I make you do something through design? So I was, I was studying that, right? So I had a pretty good skill set, and that's how, you know, I was playing guitar, trying to you know form bands and 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 working in as a designer making money as a designer wow and now right. once you got five finger death punch up and running mm -hmm. when did you when did you know that you made it like okay or was it just this long progressive okay what you wake you know years and years later or was there a moment so Obviously, I've been in many, many, many bands back in my own country as well, and 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 you know, already touring there with with bands, and and then I came to America. It's same thing here. I started several different bands, and and there's a time when you can look at something as because I think a lot of people bleed away on this that they form a band, and and then comes the dilemma: like, is success is around the corner? And I just have to go one more mile 
or am I driving to the right wrong direction and I'm wasting my time and the clock is ticking? So that's the eternal dilemma in any mm -hmm. business, I guess, you know, like is there yeah, success yeah. on that, you know? And so I started a bunch of different bands. I, I'm generally, I'm not a joiner. I joined one band at one point as a, you know, jumped in because they were going on tour, UPO. It was an American band. They were going on tour. I jumped in as a bass guitarist. I'm not a bass guitarist. I can't play bass guitar, but, and then toured with them for a year, but, because I wanted to tour, but 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 I'm 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 a driver. I don't sit shotgun. So I started my bands, and and I, I had to always realize when it's time to abandon this. This is not really going somewhere, not going anywhere, or not going you know the places I wanted to. And and there come a moment. So in a with the row of these bands, at one point somewhere in 2004, um, that kind of music that I really like started to come back into you know started to come into back into I guess the, the spotlight. There was a new, you know, the American new metal revolution sort of, right? Yeah. Not new metal. This was post, you know, Corn Limp Biscuit, right after them, there were these bands like Kill Switch Engage and Similar, similar bands that are are, you know, very have a European metal sort of vibe to them, you know, melody, guitar solos and all those things were coming back. And I'm like, yes, finally, right? And and so I was working on on, on fifing at that punch and and recruiting the band members. And I guess the difference was that from the get go, I thought I'm gonna do things differently this time. And one of the di different thing was that I recorded the first album that we have, The Way of the Fist. I pretty much recorded that album on my own, you know, at least wrote it on my own. And until I got that 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 our, our first drummer, Jeremy Spencer. And then the two of us kind of went through the structures and figured out the drums because I was writing on drum machines and 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 loops, drum loops, and I wrote that record. And so that way I had an idea versus a, a very concrete thing like this is the music, this is what I'm doing versus, you know, get a band together and then you start to figure out where you're going to go. This was ah. very conscious, very purposeful. Like this is the music I want. I don't care. Or if it's, it's almost like I was at that point too. Like, I don't care if it succeeds or not. I need to make a record that I want to make. And this is that record, right? And then approaching the recruitment of the band members, that was from the get-go. I'm like, okay, you know, in, in, in efficient structures, democracy is not necessarily the way to go. Like in a military, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, okay, guys, let's vote. Who's going to dig the foxhole? You know, that doesn't work that way. Right, or right. we need some volunteers to go and, and charge that hill. Yeah, that doesn't work that way. There's a structure for a reason. Efficient structures are hierarchical. It's just what it is. On a boat, nobody, not, not everybody can be a captain. There is a captain. There's right. a first mate. There are, you know, there's... So I was kind of looking at that. Same with business. You know, you have a CEO and, you know, the doorman doesn't have the vote of like where the company is going. That's, you know. So I kind of changed from this traditional, well, let's start a band and let's just, you know, I, I switched from that and I was like, okay, this is the music. This is what I want to do. I will not change this. This is the direction. If you join this band, joining my ship. You're joining this band because you got you want to go into the same direction. If you if this is not what you want to do, don't join this band because I will not argue about this down the down the line. Right. So I kind of had to change from this utopistic, well, let's just be a band and we're gonna jam thing. Like, no, no, no. Here's the music. 
This is the direction. Here's the plan. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to execute it. So it was a little bit different from that perspective, right? Yeah. As for who was in the band, like, for example, Ivan. When I saw him perform the first time, and I, I, I was like, this is the guy. You know, yeah, and he was in another band at the time, and and then later on that band sort of fell apart, and I was literally stalking him because I knew like this is the guy, this is the guy that can do what I need, you know, and so him and his relationship, our relationship was always the kind of like this weird yin and yang. We are personality wise, we are as different as two people can be, like <laughs> as different as we could be, and we joke about it. He always like you're Spock, I'm Kirk, you know. Because you know he's he's that you know emotional impulse guy, you know everything, yeah. and, and it's it's you know like it's uh, it's very uh, I don't want to use the word imbalance, but 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 what would be a better word like impulsive, you know? Yeah, like he's he will say something before he think about what he just said, <laughs> or he will jump into the fire, think about it like man, that's uh, you just jump into the fire, you know? Like hey, uh, yeah, you should have taken the parachute, man. You jumped out of the airplane to, you know, you like that's that's him, yeah. And I'm awesome. Spock. I calculate everything. You know, I'm a, you know, uh, my early life, I was originally going to be a mathematician. I was bred to be a scientist. Back in you know communist countries, we they separated kids into different you know schools. So that was my thing. And I, I, to me, you know, sort of math and you know geometry and and uh, that was what I was studying and. And science. So anyway, so that I still have the scientific mind. And um, so I'm the calculating everything. I make the plan, I play the chess game. That's that's my that's my thing. And the two of us together actually it works. You're the yin and yang, right? Yeah. So but but when it comes to where we're going musically, what we're doing, then then him and I are locked. Like this is what we're doing. Yeah, you know, it's like we just intuitively know we don't even have to talk about it, like boom, this is you know. So it's it's a, otherwise we are completely different, and and so every single member was joining this band with that idea, like, hey, this is the direction. If if you're not hundred percent satisfied with this, then don't join because we're gonna have problems mm-hmm. down the road. And and so when our and if I look at members who are no longer in a band, I mean, like that's kind of what happens when if our direction is no longer aligned, then. You can't be here. Then, yeah. then we, we we have to part instead of struggling and you know. So that's kind of so that's how it started. And then the name came. You you you're right. That's a true story. It came from uh. Remember Kill Bill? They had that yeah. five point exploding Lotus, whatever the hell that was. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah. And so and there was another kung fu movie of of um, Five Fingers of Death. I was a mm-hmm. uh, you know back in the days we were watching these really bad. You know, Chinese Hong Kong, basically more like Hong Kong um, Kung Fu cinema on VHS tapes. You know, <laughs> I was a big fan <laughs> of that. But, you Don't know, date yourself, so, buddy. Don't date yourself. Right? No, I mean it's 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 okay. I'm alive for about 120 years, so I look pretty good for that. So you know, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 came from there. So when I saw that, I'm like, man, that sounds so stupid. It should be a band name. But you know, yeah, the Lotus awesome. part and all that. So we basically made it five finger that punch. And there's this legend of the it's called the Dim Mock in Chinese. It's the the one touch punch, basically one one a touch of death. That's how it translates. Yeah. It's like this Bruce one. Lee had the Bruce Bruce Lee had the one inch punch. Yeah. Yes. So, but the, this this is the the mark is more of a 
that touch. That's really what it means, ah, direct yeah. translation. But it, it could also mean like, you know, like the nerve system or you hit somebody with one punch and it's over, right? So that's kind of how we got it. And obviously there are five of us, you know, five finger that punch. That's how it came together. And all the time it sounded pretty good. <laughs> it's <laughs> working. Because, it's working for you. It was funny because we had a bunch of other possibilities. And when, you know, when when we were, I was recruiting Ivan, tried to get him to fly to Los Angeles and, you know, and, and rehearse with us. Uh, he lived in Denver at the time. Um, I told him the name, like, what do you think of this? I was thinking of this band named Five Finger Dead Punch. I was like, oh my God, that sounds so stupid. Yes, that's it. That's the name. Don't change it. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody going to hate it or love it. And he was yeah. right, basically. It's, 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 again, the intuition was right. And that's how we named this Five Finger Dead Punch. Wouldn't change it. You know, it's a perfect rhythmical thing, too. We, kiss, we scream on stage like Five Finger and I cried, Dead Punch. It's perfect, you know, for yeah. that, too. But the whole idea is that. You know, we always joke that good names are already taken. And when you're looking for a dot com, you know, <laughs> it's really right. hard to get one. But, you know, so that's always the joke. But it's a name that when I say this, you will stop. Like what? Mm-hmm. And really, that's the purpose. You know, if you, if you, if you look at, you know, if you look at um, marketing, right? If you, whatever it is you're marketing, and it's, it's of course we are artists and it's a band, but you do have to market it. It is there's it's music business. There's a business side, and if you if you market a band, it it has to be something you remember the name, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you come up with some you know whatever, you know doorway or you know or, you know the grand yeah, hallway, who's who the hell gonna remember that? You, if you have something weird or something you know sticking out, then people tend to remember that, or at least it stops them in their track, like. You said what, man? Like what's the name of the band? It's yeah. always fun on the airplane. Somebody sits next to me on a, you know, some old lady, and and I said, like, oh, you look like a musician. I'm like yeah, you know, no, nah, <laughs> I lie. No, I'm a tattoo artist. You know, we're going to a tattoo culture, <laughs> so I don't have to get into a conversation. But you know, sometimes it happens. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it's like, oh, what's the name of the band? And then I always have to preface it like, okay, just stay with me. This is kind of from a Kung Fu movies, you know, five finger that punch. It's always the same face, like what? <laughs> but That's yeah, awesome, it worked man. out. It worked out for us. So it's it's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody I know knows the name. It doesn't have right. to be explained. Obviously, it's it's uh it's global. Um, your tours definitely show that, right? I mean, you you're right. all over the world, you're about to I mean, I was just hitting you up the other day. I'm going to be, uh, when you come into Dallas in August, um, I plan on coming and nice. uh, bringing, bringing yeah, my daughter, you know, because as you know, my daughter's a big fan. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be waiting for you here. Um, I got to say, though, you are a wealth of knowledge and experience, um, but now we got to put you through a little scenario and see if you survive right. this podcast. Hey, don't go anywhere. More with the Zoltan after the break. We got to put you through a little scenario and see if you survive this podcast. All right. (laughs) You ready? All right. Yeah. Here we go. For this scenario, scenario, you will find yourself dirt biking Hmm. through trails in the forest. Okay. Okay? You are by yourself uh, and you're ripping it up in nature. Before you head out for the day, okay, do you A, check the weather forecast before setting out on your ride or B, 
pack a bunch of snacks and get some extra fuel for the day. I mean, it's a dirt bike. If, if, if you were flying, it would be better. If it was booting, it would be better. In this case, I do know somebody who actually died because went out with a dirt bike and um, didn't take extra fuel, didn't take uh, any communication devices or enough food and water and didn't make it. So I'm going to go with the fuel and the snacks because anything can happen. I have to make my way back to civilization from the forest. So I'm going to go with that. Weather, you know, it's a dirt bike. It can take the rain. <laughs> okay um yeah so you uh but for the matter of the game you decide to check the weather because <laughs> we want to set you up for failures Zoltan. you're not rolling right, with this very right. well all right so you uh you decide to check the weather forecast before setting out the forecast says that there will be some mild weather uh, so you pack accordingly because, well, now you know the other things you probably need to pack for the weather along with the food and the fuel. Um, so do you a hurry up and continue the route or sorry, as you sh as you shred through the trails, you suddenly lose control of your dirt bike and crash. OK, so do you a hurry up and continue the ride or b assess your injuries and take necessary first aid measures. Right. I mean, it's kind of obvious that <laughs> <laughs> they start out of easy. Course. They will get harder. Right, right, right. So, so yes, of course, B. like look at injuries, look at you know. Yeah, what, yeah. Of course, what just happened. Good. Yeah, that is correct. Um, you assess your injuries and you find you have some serious scrapes and bruises, uh, but you're fine. So you're okay. Uh, you take the necessary first aid measures and now you're ready to go. So do you A, stay with your dirt bike and try to restart it, or B, leave your dirt bike and try to find help? Well, I mean, I think everybody would try to start the, the you know, the bike, obviously, you know, get farther with the bike and, you know, and try to go for help with the bike. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Uh, yeah, seems, seems going... like I'm going to live so far, huh? <laughs> you're living so far, buddy. Um, yeah, you're going to stay with the dirt bike. Um, it's kind of like anything. If there's if you're in the middle of a blizzard and you got your car or go walk in the blizzard, it's like, no, I'm going to stay with the car. The car is easier to right. be found than, you know, you That's in the middle right. of nowhere. So, yes, you choose to stay with your dirt bike and try and restart it. So you stay with the dirt bike. You try to restart. However, you find that the bike won't start. So despite your best efforts, um, do you A, walk to high ground and try to get cell service and call for help, or B, just continue starting trying to start the bike? Well, if the bike is dead, then I'm going to go to high ground so I can see what's happening. If yeah. there is a how's the bear population and stuff like that, <laughs> and you know, try to get <laughs> cell phone service, of course. Now you're thinking. You're thinking ahead here. I like the way you're thinking. All right. Yes, there could be bears or, you know, who the hell knows. Um, so, yeah, you walk to higher ground to get cell service and call for help. Um, as you climb the hill, though, you hear some moaning and gurgling. Okay? Moaning and gurgling. Do you, A, investigate the moaning and gurgling to see what the hell is causing it? Or B, just ignore it and uh, keep on moving on your way. Hmm. Question, did I bring my rocket launcher? 
when I packed. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna of course investigate it, but with caution. You know, you don't wanna, <laughs> you don't wanna disrupt our mama bears uh, raising their her cubs, right? But you know, cautiously, cautiously investigate. Yes. All right. Um, yes. So you, uh, you investigate the moaning and the gurgling to see what's going on. As you get closer, you realize that the groans are actually coming from a group of zombies. All right? Zombies tend to be pretty popular. Are you watching um, the left, uh, what is it called? The rest, oh, left behind. No, the rest of us. I don't know. A combination of those words. It's a great zombie movie. Um, Or zombie uh, series on, I believe, HBO. Uh, So do you, A, fight off the zombies, or B, look for a weapon? Well, look for a weapon before I would start fighting them. You know. Yeah, you're not going hand to hand. Along, along, no, 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 not with zombies, right? A a long (laughs) stick. Yeah. At least zombies. uh, Usually they bite and spread and turn you into a zombie. So yeah, you're gonna look for a weapon instead of fighting with your hands. So definitely weapon, right? Got it. B, correct. So you look for a weapon to defend yourself. You find a big, fat, gnarly branch stick, right? Something that can, okay. you know, you can beat the hell out of something with. And you use this big branch to bludgeon um, some a couple of zombies to death. It really, literally, you have to bash their brains in order to kill these guys, okay? So hmm. do you, A, rush back to your dirt bike and try and restart it again, uh, or B, just go ahead and keep searching for more zombies since you're on a killing spree? Well, um, I would, I think this neither, you know, like obviously, <laughs> obviously the dirt bike was dead. I would keep continuing for the, the high ground to try to get a helicopter or some kind of a help. But <laughs> yeah, but in the same time, who doesn't like a little bit of a zombie bludgeoning, right? From from these two, if I have to pick, I'm going to bludgeon zombies. <laughs> but it's it, this is a neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this one, you're trying to actually get back to this dirt bike so that you can uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll have better luck this time and try to restart the damn thing so you can get some space between you and the zombies. Right. Um, that, and lucky that's for you. to the definition of insanity, right? We're trying the same thing. And <laughs> yeah. The, the bike Doing the same start. thing over and over right. again is called crazy. But yes, you right. are crazy. And uh, you're heading back and you barely get it started this time. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but it stalls again. Okay, you got it started, then it stalls, and two zombies are walking single file, like right at you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're closing in. So, do you keep trying to start the uh, the bike? Or are you trying to find a new weapon? Because you threw the stick down to try and start the damn thing. So, uh, I'm guessing your answer is... Definitely... Weapon. Yes, you're looking I mean, around. Every, Once every time the, the weapon question comes, it will be the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Always the weapon. Uh, so, yes, you're going to go ahead and you're getting your weapon. You happen to find a kettlebell-sized rock, and you're hurling it at these single-file zombies. All right. And lucky for you, in one throw, you can destroy both of them in the head because you're Zoltan, right? You, right. So you throw... And you're hitting one in the head, it passes through, because these are soft-headed zombies. And it hits the second one in the head, too. So now, 
You've taken out, you take out basically two zombies with one stone. Good job. Um, do you a ride to a nearby police station because you got your bike up and running, or b just get the hell away from everything and drive far, far away? Well, obviously the police station to alert the you know the zombie infestation, and they might have more weapons I can borrow. So. <laughs> but what? But police what if station. the police are the zombies there too? Well. Um, I would find that pretty quickly, but I would, <laughs> I would, I would yeah. go to the police station. I guess, well, let's pick up a rock before I walk to the... <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, you go anywhere you go, whether it's humans, there's a potential facing more, more zombies. Um, so for this scenario, we're just going to get you far and far away. Okay. Um, hopefully you find a larger vehicle, right? So now you can start running these things over. Um, so you get... Uh, you get far, far away, and ultimately, Zoltan, you survived this podcast. So good job. Not only did you survive <laughs> your motorcycle ride in the middle of nowhere, but you survived the uh, the zombie attack that uh, happened right. to be out there. So good job. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, 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 you kind of have them a couple of them because... I, I was picking the police station, but, you know. <laughs> See, the police station would have more weapons, though. You know, so it's kind of like... Yeah, know. it's give and take. It's give and take. You bring up some good points. So, number one, what we like to do is extract from these stories the takeaways, right? So, uh -huh. you know... Improvised weapons are everywhere. You should always be looking for them. You know, these I, days, what are the zombies? It's active shooters. They're uh, roaming around. They're killing everything in sight. Um, and it, it takes brave people to actually stand up and fight. And sometimes, you know, you've got to use what you have around you to do it. Um, you know, I go around teaching corporations this type of stuff. And, you know, I tell people all the time that just because that person has a weapon or a gun does not mean they're not vulnerable to attack. Right. Um, just like a zombie, an active shooter has adrenaline pumping. They have tunnel vision. So they're looking through a straw. And the first time they fire that weapon, um, they're, they're deaf. deaf. Yeah. And so you're for dealing sure. with a deaf, almost blind person. So don't think for a second that grabbing whatever you can around you uh, can't take out uh, right. an active shooter or a bad guy, right? So And it's a projectile um, weapon. So it's a projectile weapon. It's I have to be flagged to be in danger. That's right. So, you know, there's yeah. a, there's a, there, there's that. If now, I, you know, if I... <laughs> there is that. And out of curiosity, have you ever had to face any crazy situations, crazy fan, uh, uh, anything like that in, in your rock star world? I mean, with weapons or anything, like... any, any crazy moment where you're like, holy crap, this is kind of dangerous because they're coming for you for who you are. Oh, no, no that, never that had any issues. Huh? No, no. I mean, when it comes to danger and putting my life in danger and all that stuff, you know, through my life like a million times, crazy stuff, right? Yeah. But but since but that kind of stuff, like you know, from um, fans or must that never really happened. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's kind of unusual, mm -hmm. right? I mean, a lot a lot of uh, entertainers tend to have usually like a, but maybe it's because of who you are. I mean, everyone knows you are. Uh, obviously a gifted martial artist and they probably well, it's, like, think it's twice. Situational awareness. You know, the number one, the rule of martial arts is don't be where you shouldn't be. You know, it's That's the right. first rule of combat kind of. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty aware of of my yeah. surrounding at all times. I don't sit in a restaurant with my, my back to the door. 
you know, yeah. I always pick the pick the spot in the restaurant where I can see the whole restaurant from. I don't walk around on the street looking at my cell phone. So I mean, like there are some 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 things that I I, I naturally you know do because yeah. that's how I operate. You know, so I think I think that's how things go sideways. You were not paying attention. It's, right. like it's, it's really bizarre because you know it's it's like we are the only creatures on this planet that sort of lost our you know our ability or 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 even our will to sort of be aware at all times. Every every other creature is 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 keenly aware of their mortality. You know, that, right. any animal is aware that their life can end at any given moment, so they pay attention. It's only humans that subscribe to this this sort of fictitious safety. It's up, appeared or a sort of assumed safety, I guess. And we start to pay attention less and less and less and less. And that's how things yeah, yeah happen. That's so where, that's where complacency gets you killed. Right. Um, look, Zoltan, I appreciate you taking the time. You are a wealth of information, knowledge, and experience. Um, it is always a pleasure hanging out with you. Where can uh, listeners find your tour schedule, everything about you, and keep up with you? So obviously the the band's social media and everybody's social media says fivefingerdeadpunch.com and all of our socials are fivefingerdeadpunch or abbreviated 5FDP. So it's you know it's easy easy to find at this point. Um, we're gonna be busy 23, 24, uh, going to be a lot of time on the road. We are doing a massive tour with Metallica. These are all stadiums all around the world. And and in between, we're playing other festivals and shows, and and we're still adding to the schedule. So the schedule is being updated as we speak. So so just um you know look at look at our our schedule on the website. I guess that's the all right. That's the best way, and it's connected already to the Ticketmaster and all those you know ticket venues, so you can get your tickets as well. So easy awesome. to find. Well, that's it. Five Finger Death Punch and Metallica. Holy shit. Right. That is just badass. Imagine. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, you know, that, that yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's 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 I'm telling you, sometimes it's surreal that all the bands and all the posters on my wall when I was a kid, you know, and the you know, the the band names that I, I was scribbling into my, you know, into my books and the logos I was drawing. And no, now those guys are my peers, and a lot of them are my friends good friends that, that i was awesome. you know i was watching growing up and influenced by and uh you know we had hanging out happy sipping tea together you know because <laughs> i've all everybody's sober these days so <laughs> yeah but you yeah know, and having conversations and texting each other and they, they're, they're my peers it's pretty surreal this is the thing that people told me like this is not possible you know right this is not yeah. part, it's not gonna happen and and it, it happened and it happened way beyond that i even thought was possible that is that is incredible and um yeah you are making dreams come true and that's what everybody should take away from this uh i appreciate you taking the time i know you're a busy guy uh thank you uh thank you for Absolutely. everything you do for vets uh thank you for everything you do um we there's so much more we could talk about but if you didn't know zoltan's a big fan of the military he's done a lot of great things um for vets um but look for him out there uh instagram that's where i kind of keep track of them of course the five finger death punch websites and instagram and other socials and like i always say keep it simple because crisis will complicate the rest and be safe out there
Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.